Welcome to Metachomp. My name is Alex Muncatcher. And I'm Mike Muncatcher. Well, this is episode 526B. Oh, actually, you got that a little bit incorrect. We did a couple interludes. And remember those Let's Plays? Oh, I love those interludes. Wasn't oh, that great? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, snap into Slim Jim. <laughs> well, welcome, folks. Welcome, folks. folks. One and all. What's your name? Michael Muncatcher. I almost said Metachomp. Oh, uh, well, it's almost like we're at, this, at that point, right? We, we are Metachomp. That's right, folks. Got I, that. Yeah. Yeah. And Thinking. just in case you're just joining us now, I'm yeah. Mike Muncatchy. And I'm Alex Muncatchy. And we're bringing all the latest and greatest in terms of film, uh, news, mostly not news, though, mostly talking mm, about things in We're the all touchy-feely here. We're all about Digging, digging, digging deep, digging down, digging real, real deep down. <laughs> We're talking deep dives. Going dive there, down there. We're gonna dive real deep. More, more water, sugar, water, sugar, water, sugar. Agar, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> so today, um, Al, we got a couple things on the slate, and yeah, um, and just also, dear listener, mm. um. Singular. Before we get into it, we've launched our social media. Yes, we got we got uh, accounts on what? We have accounts on uh, the Instagram. That's right. On the Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some stuff on Twitter. Preach, preach, bless. Mm-hmm. We got we got accounts on preach bless as well. Oh, we do. Um, Christian Mingle, we deleted that account. We, we don't did. need we, that. We, we don't some, need that smoke. We got some weird DMs. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. We did. We, we did. did. We did. Mm-hmm. Brings mm. a whole new meaning to the word mm, Bible mm, study. Mm, mm. Mm. Leviticus 18, 18 12. That's my <laughs> <favorite>. <laughs> Um But yeah, I mean, we have some interesting stuff to talk about. Uh, what's on the docket for today? Well, today we're going to just. The like, docket. I, like I said about dockets. We're gonna be talking about video game weapons, mm. and this was a topic that you actually came up with, Al. Really? Yes, it was before you, before the, the thing. accident. Yes, before the fall, before the great darkness. Was it before? So when the bombs dropped? Yes. Now, is it gonna be canon or not canon? Are we, are we talking like another universe or retcon? Mm-hmm. What's going on? It well, if it is a canon. And that is your favorite weapon in a video game. You know? That's why they pay us the average bucks. The the average. The no bucks. We round them up. We certainly do. Zero Mm. rounded up is still zero, baby. Uh, Well, you can... And the thing is, you really can't argue with a Coinstar machine. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't. It has no bias. Anytime you take change order Coinstar machine, doesn't it make you feel rich? Because that could win the lottery. Mm Mm-hmm. You bring your piggy bank over there. Bring that piggy bank. And you just hear ching, ching, and everybody's looking around as you're pouring exactly. in your exactly, and yeah. that everyone gets hot and bothered. Like, look at this high roller mm-hmm. with all that spare change in the bag. That's right. It's like a slot machine like where everybody slot. wins. Everybody wins. You take that little slip, and I like I like to cash this. That's right. And um, hey, Al, whenever you have a chance to come back, um, there's a, a strange old man sitting in front of me. I'm not really sure who he is. <laughs> Um, but it's it's crazy. It's crazy to me because, you know, the conversation about guns, I think... Well, not you know, that conversation. <clears throat> that's true. Too Just, soon. It's but, too soon. But video game weapons in particular. By gun. Well, weapons in particular. All right. It doesn't have to be a gun. It can be a sword. Right. It can be a grenade or timed mine. Or it could be a monkey launcher. That's true. That's true. 
Uh, what do you think is going on with games nowadays? I mean, we talked about it before in earlier podcasts about like, oh, we have the standard rifle, you know, the AR-15, the shotgun, the pistol, right? Like, whatever happened to that craziness? Actually, I feel like those are the weapons that we see now. But well, what we I'm used saying, to see, I'm, I'm, and my point is, we have like the force, the the, the everything yeah. tied to a D to a D um, pad. No, just a D. The D. Yeah, just tied to a D. We tied to a D. That's right. Just uh, everything's just you know, swinging along. We're just gonna go four score. We're gonna have we're gonna have crisscross applesauce. You know, shotgun. We're gonna have a pistol. You might be able to sw- swap it out for a sniper if you get to that spot beforehand. Pre- very predictable, though. It is. It's not like Turok where you had like thirty different weapons. See, like when I look because at- they weren't worried about tying everything to the D. Well, no, it's right, and I like that you're focused on the D, and I appreciate that. You know, I try. Meet me later. Um, but with regards to just the arsenal of weapons, yeah. I feel like there used to be a lot more originality back in the day. Um, like yes. especially with games like Time Splitters. Uh, you know, with uh, you know, with games like GoldenEye um, and Turok. You know, you the had cerebral, you, the cerebral bore. The cerebral bore, which is a very hard word to say. Cerebral bore is bore. a dyslexic, a dyslexic's nightmare. It is, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a phenomenal weapon. I mean, I, Iguana was kind of known for more of their zany weapon designs in their games, and I like that Activision, Activision. Uh, or no, it was a claim. It was a claim. Yeah, the other A, um, that they uh, R.I.P. By the way. Yeah, seriously, they were like, go for it. Why not? Mm-hmm. It's the thing that attaches and very graphically is shown attaches to the head to the yeah. skull, and what does it do exactly again? I forgot. It makes this pier- ear piercing sound, and mm. it grind it grinds not a into good ear the skull. Though. Not a good. Not mm. a yeah. Is there such a thing? I don't know. I've seen some pretty tasteful ear piercers. You, you usually wear both ears, right? I have gauges in mine. Gauges. Yeah, gotcha. giant gauges. Okay. But I I, I do recall shooting, I, I think at you, split screen in Turok too. Terrible yeah. multiplayer for some reason. Uh, but the sound was so grating and then you'd actually see the blood. The blood spill uh, out spill all out. over the place. <laughs> yes. Also, guys... Um, Little kids, turn off your ears. This is uh, this turn is, them off. There's a meat button. This is uh, ESRB rated for adults only. Why don't they have that for kids? Adults only? Like it's it's like a Black Mirror episode where like they have like ears that can be muted if there's something explicit. You just gotta pop it in your earbuds. You know, yeah, pop like, in your earplugs. Well, that, that's a sign of a really troubled childhood, don't you think? That is. <laughs> hey, kids, put on your noise canceling headphones. Earmuffs. <laughs> 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 we got these Bose sound trues for a reason. That's true. Um, but the sound that's that sound it would true. make, though, after it would burrow into the person's head, and I yeah. think it would it would it explode. Was like, it was like a saw, like disgusting, Gosh. like like a sound like of like <laughs> it was like a crack and like some g- nice mushy gushy like it's all, almost like getting a headshot from Resident Evil. Remember that how like if you got a headshot, there's that perfect watermelon exploding sound. Yeah, <laughs> it was so so wonderful. Lalo Lalo, is that what they say? I, that sounds like the Resident unofficial Evil. sequel to Lilo and Stitch. Is that what Lilo? Is that what Stitch would say to Lilo? That's exactly what it was. Thought so. Um, it's funny. Um, on the outset, I realized this is how gory this conversation would be. It was very but graphic. I do remember that the cerebral bore, once it gets to the center of your head, then would explode. 
it's like a it's like the Geiger weapon. It, it felt like it was so yeah. like it because it, it it almost feels like it got to your head in such a way that like it clamped on and yeah. like I remember like each of the, the enemies were like terrified. They weren't like angry. Mm-hmm. They but they had enough. You know, they were sentient and cognizant enough to know that they were probably going to die. So they're like, they like, I think they shriek and they kind of move, they flail around. Yeah, like they don't die right away. This is on the N64, mind you, where like... Plus, remember, the RAM expansion pack. Of course, it helps, you Mm -hmm. know, so that way you don't have the Silent Hill, you know, fog. Too bad, you know. Can we we just, for a moment, just give a moment of silence to the RAM expansion pack? Thank you. Thank you. Mm. I appreciate that. Some games included it, though. Did they not? Did they actually include it in an expansion? Did you have to buy that separately? I forgot. It was like a $20 thing. It was 8 megabytes of RAM. It was also red. It was red, So it makes it go faster. And it had little, like, it looked like a little cheesecloth, too. It had little holes in it. That's right. Mm Mm-hmm. That was like, the that was like, reminds me of the the Radeon 9800 that I used to have, where it got so hot, and the graphics card also happened to be red, so I was like, wait a second. Red means fast. Red means fast, and ridiculously hot is what actually what AMD slash Radeon were trying to say to me, so I Mm -hmm. ended up taking the side panel off of the case and then blowing a massive, like a Home Depot fan into it 24-7, playing the original Call of Duty, and it was just too much to handle. (laughs) I remember that. Yeah. Um. But when it comes to real, what we're dealing with, we're dealing with games that were more simplistic, right? Did not have the same level of detail that today's games have. That's, a, that's too- amazing to me. That's amazing to me that even with the limitations of the hardware, they were able to still breathe phenomenal new life and and, and kind of just they. I think even back then they kind of knew that there was like. Like for me, the AK forty seven and it in gold and I always looked to me like a pencil. Yep. It always looked like a like a really big pencil. Like uh, who's the guy? Who's the guy that draws with the massive crayon or the massive pencil that he carries Harold. around? Pappy. What? Pappy? <laughs> I think it's Pappy, right? You, you're probably right. I was thinking Harold and purple crayon. Oh, that's but, true. That's but Pappy true. though. Yeah, yeah, I always had the massive pencil. I always thought that that was what James Bond was holding when he was carrying around. You know, it. it, it that's what he meant by uh, saying, "Who does number two work?" I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, we God. all know. Yeah, number two is the is that medium lead. Number two, because that second level in Goldeneye just <laughs> comes out through the uh, the bathroom. Um, but there was the, also uh, Duke Nukem sixty four. Yes. The jetpack. The jetpack, the shrink gun, the uh, in expand gun, hollow duke, the the heat seeking, the motion. Yeah, playing playing multiplayer. The hollow duke. I forgot about the hollow duke, and you could also shrink people and then step on them too. Yes, and then you would stomp on yeah, stomp on them. But one of the most fun I've ever had playing multiplayer was Duke Nukem sixty four playing with the me uh, with you. Yes, with the rocket um, that was. uh, heat-seeking or laser-guided rocket and then yeah. just training it at you while you're running <laughs> across the field and watching the rocket change directions yeah. and then head right for you and watching you explode. It's, um... And I feel like probably the last time that a real developer was able to really use this um, and have that, that infuse that same creativity might have been Bungie. Might have been yeah. Bungie with the, mat, with the sword. Mm-hmm. And oh, that, yeah. And also the... the um, 
Oh my god, the sticky mountain, the sticky grenades. Yes, um, I can't think of the name. This is horrible because I spent half my lifetime playing Halo, <laughs> so I can't think of the name of it. But the, literally, the the feeling of this glowing grenade stuck to a guy. Oh yeah, is so incredibly satisfying, and I. <laughs> I just think that even like and like I said the needler and which was like literally just kind of like a crappy thing that it was like, like the club or the it was like the club from Goldeneye how useless the needler was but it's like if you if you got enough off and there was that delay where they might they might just overwhelm them and kill them like yeah. I think the delay you, yes and the, they would explode right? right and then there's the plasma gun that you 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 have one shot you have to charge it up and if you get it then you you know you take their shields out then you just use a pistol to kill them yeah to, to finish the job that was the other thing about halo that i think yeah. did really well was because the physics and everything were so predictable right everything felt really grounded grenades grenades you could bounce off of walls yep. golden eye style mm-hmm. you it, know yeah kind of as the successor for like uh, Goldeneye, like I, I don't have nearly as much experience playing Halo. Yeah, but that was one thing that I always really loved. Well, you be- know, you know, Bungie definitely is like the Covenant weapons. Yeah, totally. We're gonna make Alien. Like these are weapons that really we needed to have. No, like mm-hmm. they wanted to have the the guys of Alien weapons just to say we're gonna make things that shoot lasers and weird projectiles, ch- charge and charge they, pistols, which is and- amazing because it's like you know what we have free reign, we have science fiction. Yes. Well, let's take it to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Let's implement these cool things. Let's have these people take these weapons, pop, pop you know, pop four friends into a warthog. Yeah. Or, um, oh, which is also such a game changer, just having vehicles. Vehicles. Really you know, great you hop, vehicles. You hop onto a turret, or you try like the Ghost, which is like basically like a hoverboard, the Ghost, uh, yeah. little, like a little moped thing, a little, little, um, little cart almost that you hovers and you can actually ram people and you know run them over. Yeah, it kind of looked like a mini Slave 1 from Star Wars. Yes, exactly. I, I think for me, you know, Bungie kind of took it and ran. Yeah. Where like and that, and it's weird to me that like that that you just don't see that level of creativity anymore. Like oh. Time Splitters, Free Radical did a great job because they were continuing the trend. Did they have the like, banana rifle or something? Or? They had a lot of weird, wacky guns. They're not as memorable. I think. No. I think that that originality was really more mainly focused on like the the characters and the oh. and like the. Also, I think that the the animation style, um, Idos had a really great thing where they just. I, they had a very specific animation kind yeah. of look, and it was super smooth. It was usually sixty frames, mm-hmm. and they had oh, a really so great, they had a great animation pipeline where like them jumping up and down, like in a lot of like the, even like the simplistic you know stylish animations for facial expressions. They did a great job at making sure like the eyebrows would be raised, the yes. eyes would bulge, or there'd be a smile. It's like kind of like that Jack and Daxter naughty dog. I was about to mention it was just like uh, just like Jack and Daxter. And I feel like, I, th- I don't know, I don't think it's a coincidence that a lot of that charm, a lot of that character and personality that we associate with the, you know, the uniqueness of the weapon design of N64 era games is kind of diminished along with the really wacky characters as well. Why do you think, why do you think today's games don't do as much to be original when it comes to their weapon designs? Is it because that people are looking for more of those real-world uh, first-person shooter experiences? Or, I mean, uh, Halo is, is still a thing. So Halo is still a thing. So, like, people like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare um, I think 3, th- is it 3? Is it 30? 30? I, I think Modern Warfare 3 is when they actually end up, like, out in space. I never played that one. I actually just kind of lost interest uh, for, obviously, for a thousand reasons. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, they had it like they're outside in space. They had like these, you know, the unique, you know, moon gravity. They had some of these oh. interesting mo- like gra- weapons and stuff. Oh, is this future future warfare? Yeah, might have been. If you, if you yeah, know. with the and exoskeletons and stuff too. Well, no, 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 that's different. That okay. was different. That was yeah. They were they were starting to kind of merge because I think Halo at the time was you know obviously still doing well and they were trying to figure out how to kind of have a you know interesting like wall running mechanics and wall jumping to make it more you know you know uh add some vertical you know verticality remember verticality in games where that was a thing that was also considered such like a no like a no-no for reviewers like don't mention verticality which is crazy because think like you just mentioned it before duke nukem 3d yes where do you start you start on the rooftop on a rooftop you start on a rooftop it's amazing like even for as basic (laughs) and that game honestly i don't think that game that game didn't even look good for its time it didn't it didn't but like which is hilarious but it had lots of little systems though that made it so much fun to play and yet again there was there was a few games there was there was that game and then there was what was that really dark shooter that that came out not hexen hexen was it hexen hexen's another one on the doom engine I yeah. think it might. I forgot where it was. I, I mean, it seems like there was like kind of like a Lovecraftian, Clive Barker influence in a lot of the Doom games. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, but I remember day Doom 3D. You literally start on a rooftop. You can look around. You see buildings and rooftops, and you can just you go through a, a chute, a pipe, mm-hmm. you know, a ventilation pipe and air shaft, whatever, and you drop down. That's kind of how you start. But I mean, there are moments like even in the stadium, the yeah. multiplayer, you had the jetpack, you could fly all over the place. Like, oh yeah, and doesn't that show you like, wow, these game developers really thought through the design of their levels? They weren't deterred by the the, the like the, the hardware. They yeah. wanted to like figure out, okay, if we can't make a photorealistic alien rifle that shoots green glue or gob whatever stuff substance all over the place mm-hmm. like let's at least render it the best we possibly can with yes. these sprites let's let's give these personality let's give duke the witty little one-liners and whatnot let's kind of harp on you know campy b uh, b movies uh, and whatnot and i think that's I think it's just that the real feeling of creativity and wanting to really ensue um you know, I, I, a very specific mindset, a singular vision that it doesn't seem like it's hampered any by by any kind of expectations. It's like we, they want to make games that, that they want to play, right? And it wasn't just trying to be like real life, right? Um, they, because I mean, you have like the space pigs and that's um, true. The strip, like the strippers, uh, which was <laughs> that's very real, you know, very, very realistic. Real. Well, I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. But I, I also I loved that because in such a light way. They built like uh, cities, and you're kind of exploring. Yeah. It, it didn't, f- even though it is a linear game. The movie theater. It's, yeah, the movie theater. Being able to open and close, open and close the, doors. You can yeah. like you can press buttons. You can turn uh, on and turn off on lights. Lights. I think that you also had a reflection as well at the time. You did. Yeah. Which is like the Mario 64 methodology, which is just duplicating the uh, the player object and then mirroring it. That's right. So it's like. But it's like, you know, you don't need to worry about screen space, space reflections and all that. Screen space. Yeah, that's my favorite band. Screen space. Screen space. Um, you don't have to worry about that. You can just kind of like just wing it because it's I mean, it, it's like I love I just love that that idea of these developers crafting experiences that they themselves would would find enjoyment. in. they they, they saw the market. They saw that, you know what? There was army men. Right. There were other games coming out around that time frame that were kind of delving deep into certain things. But I think like a lot of it, a lot of a lot of shooters 
uh, as they were getting more and more comfortable. I mean, immediately, uh, Rare went to Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark was yep. very strange and alien horrific. They went. They even they even made it crazier mm-hmm. than like the Covenant weapons of Bungie. They wanted to actually make something even more original and more tangible. And they, you know, yeah, they, yeah, very realistic, almost system shocky with how the RPG elements. Yes, yeah, which I I thought. I mean, it can, it also kind of reminded me a little bit of Omicron. You know, Omicron, the, yes, the old uh, David Cage game, right? With David Bowie. With David Bowie, yeah. The Davids. The Davids. D- yeah. D squared. It's all just swinging off that D. It was. Uh, but there's also uh, the little game called Half-Life and Half-Life 2. You got That's Crowbar. by... Um, by, by uh, uh, that is by um, uh, Jack is Black. Jack, okay. Yeah. And then uh, Steve Madden. Okay. okay. John, or, yeah, he was the brother of John Madden. Okay. The one of the Maddens. One of the Maddens. And that was... That was George Foreman. Yeah, we, well, he made the he made the, he made the the grill the grill the easy greasy easy greasy the uh, <laughs> actually it's, easy greasy machine. They, they really should have called the machine. Okay. Yeah. Um, Fat grilling machine. Easy. Easy. Yeah, it lemon, all said it on easy, the lid. Difficult, really, difficult, lemon, difficult. <laughs> God, that's such a good movie. That is a great movie. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> With uh, like Half Life Two, you have the gravity gun, you know, which physics, physics, playing yeah. around with the world of physics, it, in, in in a way, in my opinion, Half Life Two it was introduced. I feel like that it was introduced. Sorry to cut you off. I just feel like that was introduced naturally. Yeah, but maybe maybe it's my memory. I but think I feel you're like, right, though. It wasn't like oh, this is the physics puzzle. No, no. Even though there were a few moments where there I was like, why am I in a room full of nothing but crates? <laughs> that's true. I, that's, that's my worst fear is like me saying this and then going back and like, wait, I'm totally off base. Like, yeah, where where like Alex Vance is like, hey, use this as a gravity gun. Use it to stack objects to climb to higher areas. It's like, wait, it's what? It's like a banana hanging from the ceiling and there's like four crates and you're like, oh, exactly. this, is, this is totally natural. Yeah, there's a countdown and the, and the crates are <laughs> Are like shimmering and like uh, and yeah, you hear Alex is saying like stack the crates on top of each other, stack the crates on top, stack the crates on top of each other. Oh god, you just brought me back to Killzone Two. Oh, Don't I, you dare! I hated that. Do you remember that? Like I, I do. Mean, was, it, was it the demo? The demo of they, it? They're rushing you along in you? a scri- in a scripted way, and they they're constantly no reminding chill, you, no like, chill. Like hey, what are you doing? Get over here. We gotta go. We gotta go. And it was this, it was like the same line, and it's like you're dropped into this jaw dropping, absolutely like I don't even have the words to I, describe it. I bet it still looks really good. And most likely, probably, probably like how black looks really good too. That old uh, first person shooter. Yes, not, not the color. Black was that was um, oh, burnout. Man. That was the burnout developers. Um. It'll come to me. Oh my god! It'll come to me. But uh, yeah, they they there was it was actually the one of the developers for Black. I guess was another guy that actually worked on the hardware for Xbox. That makes sense. So he was like, "This is the swan song," kind of like how Last of Us was like the the like yeah the swan song comparing yeah. like Lair mm-hmm. Factor Five. Really, I'm so sorry. Rest in peace. But it was still like, man, Rogue Squadron to Lair. That way, happened. Way to take a shit on their <laughs> on their grave, there, Al. Yeah. <laughs> but don't you remember? No, Rogue, they did that Rogue Squadron. Do you remember motion controls? <laughs> I do. I, but you know, I never played Lair, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna back it up. But launch launch games, you know, they're typically not great unless you're Nintendo. Yeah. Um, 
However, going back to Half-Life 2, I do feel like the gravity gun was a really interesting tool because it was both a weapon you could use. Uh, like, it was... I mean, it's sort of like this is what Valve does. Like, Valve takes a weapon and they turn it into a tool. And you can use that tool to get to a new place very easily. The other thing that they did really well is incorporate puzzles uh, and where you actually have to kind of think about the tools that you have. Like, there's um, a scene in, I think it's Half-Life, Half-Life 2, Episode 2, where you use a grenade. And you have to pop, you have to lob the grenade below a platform for that platform, which is hinged, to basically help throw you um, onto a higher level. Yeah. Which it doesn't, in real world, sounds like the most insane thing that a person would ever do. Probably like, you know, break, <laughs> immediately break both of your legs. And, you know, it's just a really elaborate suicide. Like, I don't know what Gordon Freeman was thinking, but he just blew his fucking legs off. Uh, however, it was such a creative uh, implementation of a weapon. In Criterion, a, in a, by the way. Oh, Criterion, of course. I couldn't think of the name. Well, they had that weird logo with a dog, right? With the dog. With yeah. the dog. Yeah, that or the other yeah. dog company. Criterion. Yeah, that's they. Uh, that was yeah. They, they, you know how it is, right? You work on a phenomenal first-person shooter that's like bullet. They call it gun porn. Like that was like one of the the, the games that like. It was so. I loved that game. I really loved it for absolutely forgettable storyline. But yeah. like they got the 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 quote unquote gun feel down perfectly. Wait for black. For black. Yeah, and the physics and the particle effects oh, too. Great, very gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Very forward thinking. I actually like too just how you're talking about um, the uh, just. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna cut like cut off this thing. We should probably wrap this episode up. Mm. Um, but the other thing that I think is really great, Alex, is talking about the what like what if you were to play a game right now and you could use any weapon that you've ever used in a video game, what like which one would you choose? Well, I actually was thinking about this. This is like probably one of my shower, like a, like a shower thought shower that thing. I had, which is like I was thinking, why aren't I would love to have a game where like the main character had like a like a grenade that they, that that's their primary method, which is like a grenade or some sort of tool that they can throw embedded in like an enemy and have it explode it and maybe come back to them. <gasps> Ooh, I like that. Like, because you have the visceral, you have the aiming, you have like the physics, you have a lot of stuff. That's brilliant. I just feel like, and I just announced it to everyone, so... <laughs> yeah, now it's out in the world, right? No, but it's like, I feel like that's, like, there's... I was like, okay, well, that's just, like, any grenade and any, any military shooter, but I think that's, like, you know, I, I miss that. I miss having just unique weapons, because the weapon is the primary method of interaction into this world. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's what... You're not there for the, the charm of the protagonist. You're there because they're holding, a, like, a... Like, you know, they're holding... Toe jam and Earl Earthworm Jim style cow launchers. They're holding, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's like, like, yeah, you're not you're not there slapping five. No, it's so like I, I've always I've always been fascinated by the fact that developers, especially when they open up their genre and they make it about something like in that science fiction or futuristic or they go cartoony, like why not just go out, go mm-hmm. all all out with it? You know, is, is it? I mean, Insomniac, literally, their Grouch and Clink franchise, their entire franchise is based off of, like, crazy guns. Yep. Insane guns. Like, the best gun you can play has, um, has, it plays, oh no. With Disco Mug? Well, there's that too, which is great. Um, but there it's was. It's almost, in my opinion, it's almost too great. 
but it's like right, but it's like the, the, the insomniac has like the the charm right they had the charm of like their really great animations they had like their their unique character designs unique weapons like they are one of the few developers that is holding on to this idea that like that's a really important part of developing any kind of especially if you're getting into making into a shooter why not make the actual act of shooting interesting unique yep, yep. i couldn't agree more that's a i love that that's a the idea of a grenade that explodes and then it like reforms and comes back to you, yeah, like a like an explosive boomerang in a way. I was thinking of like Dark Sector for a quick second because then Dark oh, Sector with the had like had like the yeah, and I think that was really cool as well. But I want something that would be a little quicker than that. I would want it to be a little bit more twitch based than that because that was like you actually control the glaive as it as it goes through the air. So maybe more like the sticky grenade from yeah, exactly, Halo. exactly. More like way more like that, and that's so so satisfying. Like nailing someone, especially if you're falling incredibly off, satisfying. if you're falling off the map. It's and you hilarious. <laughs> It's hilarious because you did this glowing orb. Yeah, it's, and you posthumously murder someone. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You stick them and you die and they die afterwards. I love the sound too when you jump off the map and it goes, ow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, this has been another episode of MetaChomp. Uh, you can find us on social media, obviously. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, MySpace, Friendster. Uh, Christian Mingle. No, no, we canceled that account. We, we canceled Christian Forgot. Mingle. Um, they're they're but, fees. But OkCupid, okay though, we're, we're on there now. Yeah. Um, but uh, Al, where, where can people find your work? On, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, OkCupid. Okay okay Primarily OkCupid okay, okay mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Farmers Only. Partially, depending on, you know, negotiations and all that stuff. That's right. Because you know what they say. Mm. City folk. They don't just, they don't get it. Mm-hmm. They don't just get it. They no. get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram, MySpace, SoundCloud, uh, uh, and of course, Farmers Only. Dropping hot beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, catch me on Dropbox. Where's my snare? Where's my turn my snare up? <laughs> uh, be sure to check out my single um, uh, cock blocks. <laughs> oh, I love that cock blocks. Yep, that's that's like the adult version of Minecraft. That's right. Um, also. Uh, Speaking of Minecraft, remember all those Minecraft clones? That was a thing. Yeah. And then Notch is like, not today. Yeah. <laughs> Notch from his ivory yeah. ivory towers. Nice try there. I have I have Serena Williams. I can I can have I can conquer and have everything I want, I guess, right? That's right. Yeah. Oh my god. And he's like, I just casually outbid oh, no. Jay Z and I'm so sorry. I actually got that. The founder of Reddit is with Serena Williams. Just the most random bit of trivia you could Same ever difference. Same difference. I'm sure they could just swap. Just a bunch of nerds. Who's who's not married to himself? I would be I'd I'd be I would create a Minecraft character organically if they could. It would be a disaster, an abomination. I wonder but if that, I'd keep it alive because I would pity it. I wonder if that's what every woman who's ever married Notch says about having children with them. Yeah. Creating Minecraft character together. Exactly. Well, thanks so much again for listening you guys. Uh, this has been I almost said this has been Minecraft <laughs> take it away Al I clearly lost my mind well I appreciate everyone listening to this podcast this has been Meta Chomp and you've been chomped the fuck out I'm kidding no. <laughs> yeah